I was born on a one-night stand, and I grew up without a father. I was in and out of foster care for uh, several years of my childhood, and I was I was separated from my siblings because we all had different dads. And my two oldest brothers, they were adopted out of the family, and I only saw them a handful of times in my entire life, still today. So uh, today, I want to share with you the my testimony about going coming out of foster care and into my father's care. But first, uh, this is my life testimony. But first, my name is Enoch Leffingwell, and here at the Army of Youth, we are passionate about helping young people to identify their unique talents and to dedicate them to the Lord's service. If this is something that interests you, I encourage you to subscribe or follow us on social so you can get more messages just like this, where we are waging war against young people living an aimless life. I'm so thankful for the direction that I have today, but it wasn't always like that. As I mentioned before, growing up in my childhood, I was faced with a handful of different things. One of the biggest things that I struggled with was um, just this, uh, growing up without a father, I really, um, I, I didn't really have a mentor. And as a lot of young men have often desired, they want they, they crave some sort of like a uh, man that can help them to learn or to grow. And, and when the father's not there, I've, I've realized a lot of men are not having that. There's a lot of single parent mothers right now that are trying to raise their children. And it makes it very difficult. I remember I had several men that would uh, see that I, I was, didn't have a father. They're like, you know, I'll take you under my wing. Or it's like, hey, I'll be your mentor. Or um, I had some people that felt bad for me that there was even like two ladies who said, oh, you don't have a dad. I'll be your dad for you. And it's just like, um, well, the the problem with that is when they got to know me, they found I was very rebellious. It was more problems than met the surface. And I was a very difficult person, challenging child to be around. So the mentors who I thought were going to be there for me, who were there to help and support and encourage and maybe teach me some of these skills, they weren't really there. And eventually they pulled back. Eventually they gave up. And so it started developing in me a lot of trust issues where I wasn't able to trust the people that were around. And I remember being in the school bus on the way back from grade school and it was eighth grade and um, it just seemed like there was, I, I would cry sometimes just thinking like, wow, I don't have a dad. My dad knows I exist, but he's not here. Where is he? He doesn't love me. I'm, I'm not loved. It's like, what is going on? And it was very displacing. It was very perplexing. Um, so I ended up getting into quite a bit of trouble. And I went to uh, this, uh, I ended up giving my heart to Christ at a youth camp where uh, this is a youth camp that is designed for misfits and foster kids. But I was rebellious and unruly, and I ended up getting kicked out of that camp. And they, they weren't planning on having me to come back again. Um, but So my, um, my childhood was just kind of a, a series of different people rejecting me, abandoning me, or... Um, just giving up and I don't really blame them. I had different family members. I had one aunt that called me a devil child or pure evil. People didn't understand what what was wrong with this kid and, um, and it wasn't until um, that I ended up hitting like rock bottom. I started hanging out with the wrong crowd. I started going to college parties when I was in high school and I remember I was drunk and I was high at this, this uh, party and I just thought you know, when was I, this is the worst I've ever been in my life. 
When was I the happiest? It was like instantly. I remember it was when I was on fire for Christ at that old Christian youth camp. I'm like, what? You mean to tell me I had the most joy, the most happiness when I was on fire for Christ? Because that is the last thing that is on my mind right now. But I'm just like, whoa, I want that joy. I want that peace again. How can I have that? And my mind went back to this this older gentleman that was just beaming with the love of God. And he had this message for the youth that God has a plan for your life, friends. And if you accept his plan for your life, he will take you on a journey that you couldn't even imagine. You can have the joy and the happiness and the fulfillment every day when you follow God's plan for your life. And I was like, oh, my heart yearned to go back. But I, I knew that it wouldn't happen because I got kicked out of there and they weren't planning on calling me back. But as I was was having this wrestle in my heart, I remember my mom got a phone call. I was 16 years old. I remember like it was yesterday. And I just remember hearing is like, hey, this is a youth camp. We're wondering if your son would like to come to, to youth camp. And I heard it. I was like, what? I was like, say yes, 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 say yes. But even the thought that they would have called was like, what a miracle. Because I got kicked out. And I was so excited because that week, not even seven days after I was hit rock bottom, I'm getting this opportunity. And I go there and sure enough, there's that man, faithful as can be. He would gather the young, the youth about the, this table and he would share with them the love of Christ and the stories. Most of any of the stories I knew about the Bible came from this guy. And I'm like, I want that peace, the joy that just radiates from his face. I want what he has. And so as I started talking with him, I was just reignited again. And I remember praying that day and I was praying. I was saying, Lord, what must I do to have a relationship with you? And he told me two things. I had to quit playing video games and I had to change my friends. And I was like, oh, it felt like God was asking me to come up to a, um, to a precipice, turn around and fall backwards to trust that he is going to catch me. That's how scary it was because my friends were like my family. I wasn't very close to my family. I was mean to the people who I lived with and my outer family didn't really, uh, they were fed up with me and I, I didn't have a, a father. And so the only person who was left was my mother who was just relentlessly loving to me, but I had ended up developing a hatred towards her. We, we love each other now, we work together in ministry and we are much better today, but it wasn't always like that and this time, I was very rebellious and, and my family was not close to me, but my friends, that's all I had. And God's like, give me though, give me them. If you give yourself fully to me, I can show you a better way. And I'm like, you know what? I've tried everything. I've got nothing to lose and possibly eternal life to gain. So as I started to to, uh, I didn't just walk to Jesus, I ran to Jesus. I didn't just dip my toe in the water, I cannonballed in. And I'm like, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I started to open the Word of God, I started studying, and it was so intensely interesting. It was finding answers to questions I didn't even know I had. And the more I learned, the better my life got. The more I applied my life, my life just kept getting better. I'm like, this is incredible. Because in God's word, I found a divine savior that satisfied all of my needs. I began to learn the plan of salvation and how mankind has divorced ourselves from God and how we have accepted another father, which Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. So we had a different father, but what Christ is offering through his blood and sacrifice that we could be adopted into the um, the family of God and our heavenly father is the monarch of the universe. 
Think about that. We could be sons and daughters of God, the one who created us and formed us and loves us so much. So in my heavenly father, I found a friend that will listen to every perplexity that I have, that will be there, every good gift, every skill. He teaches me and he supplies where my earthly father wasn't. He provides solutions to my every need. There's a lot of men we could talk to that don't have answers, but our prayers move the arm of the monarch of the universe. And God has loved me with an everlasting love. My heavenly father gives me counsel. He gives me advice throughout my life to guide me from danger. He protects me from danger and harmful people. My Heavenly Father is there through thick and thin, and I'm so grateful to be adopted into this family, this family of Christ. It is such a blessing, where before I used to believe that because I didn't have a father, that means that I could never be a good father, or that because I didn't have a father, that I'll never learn how to be a man, or because I didn't have a father, that uh, my own father, he doesn't love me, or maybe that I'm, I'm like some sort of damaged goods, or I've broken, or I've abandoned, and so then I have to, I'm stuck by myself to care for myself, to be all by myself. That's what the what it used to mean. But now I have realized that my my background, my history, however painful it, what it has been, is now I recognize it's like my, my spiritual gift. It's my contribution to the world. In 2 Corinthians 1, 4, the Bible says that God comforts us in all our tribulation. Why? That we may be able to comfort them which are in any tri- trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Can you imagine? That means there is a purpose for your pain and for mine. And because of not having a father, I realized that my test becomes my testimony. My mess becomes my message. And this, these losses of childhood now become my lessons. And, and now I'm able to comfort others. I could relate with those who have grown up without a father. I could, or even those who had a father but emotionally wasn't there. Or a father who was physically present but maybe absent in their life, always at work or whatever the case is, they don't have to be completely absent. Sometimes that could be even worse. But because of my experience, I could relate to people and I realized that that doesn't mean I could never be a good father. It means I will never put any child through the same thing that I went through. And I believe I'll be a better father as a result. And it doesn't mean that I'll never learn how to be a man because my heavenly father, as I realized, has taught me so many skills and has given me opportunities to work at a mechanic shop for several months. And God in, in ministry and service have given me mentors and men in my life that has taken me under their wings and have taught me things that has been so powerful and helpful. And now I have the privilege to be able to mentor others through video and through uh, live and, and, and through opportunities in ministry and leadership that, that I would have never thought even possible if you asked me when I was crying about not having a father. God has really transformed uh, this life. And I know that like as I thought that I was damaged goods, well, I come to find out our father is actually in the business of uh, binding up the brokenhearted and letting the oppressed go free. Who would have thought that he could do this for you and me? 
And um, in this experience, I realized that even if my earthly father is not here, I have a heavenly father that has loved me with an everlasting love. And there is no limit to what he can do through you and through me when we dedicate ourselves to Christ. There's a beautiful promise in Psalms chapter 68 and verse 6. I love this verse because it just speaks to my inmost soul. And God knows this is one of the seven basic human needs. And God says that God setteth the solitary, that's me, isolated, the solitary in families. Do you ever feel lonely? You may be surrounded by people, but have you ever still felt alone? God is promising you today, my friends, that you can have in Christ a friend that satisfies all your needs, even if you have you may be missing a father, or maybe the earthly relations are not as strong as we would like them to. We have a friend so precious and so dear that he can satisfy all of our needs. And uh, there's another verse where um, in Mark chapter 10 and verse 29, I love this verse because Jesus says that there is no man that has left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel, but he shall receive an hundredfolds in, in this time houses and brethren and sisters and, uh, and mothers and, and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come, eternal life. Think about that, friends. You know how much a hundredfold is? That is a lot more. That is way more than anything that we could lose here on earth. So I want to tell you, friends, it, it is worth it. Whatever pain, whatever experience, whatever we go through now is just for a moment compared to the exceeding weight of glory. And it's like whatever family I may have lost, whatever family I may have been missing, when we dedicate our talents to Christ's service, which was the best decision I ever made in my life, is to dedicate my life to Christ and His service, then He brings you into contact of a family that is here to support you, that's here to encourage you and strengthen you and help you along this heavenward journey that now when I travel, when I go places because of ministry, because of Christ, I have, I'm closer connected with many of my brothers and sisters in Christ than I am in my own blood relatives or that God has united us together with the tie of infinite tie of Christ and divinity and humanity is united with a tie that can never be broken because of the cross of Christ. And I just want to encourage you, friends. Proverbs 18, 24, the Bible says that a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. So you can have uh, friends in ministry that are even closer than blood relatives. And we can find a friend in Christ that means all the world to us. So, it, friends, if you want to come be a part of my family, if you want to come meet some of my friends um, and ha be supported and encouraged in your heavenward journey, what we've done is we put together um, these small online small groups where we meet one, for an hour every week. It is so encouraging. I look forward to it every week. And because we're in the army of youth, we call them squads. And in these online squads, you can learn and join and grow from people who are there who genuinely love you, who are there to encourage you during the week. And you can come and share testimonies and praise reports and prayer requests. And you got prayer words. You got your support. You got your, 
your brothers that are there to protect and encourage and strengthen you along this journey. If you're interested in joining um, our online squads, then I encourage you to go to the website, thearmyofyouth.com forward slash squads, and you can join today. That's again, thearmyofyouth.com forward slash squads. We have times that are all around the world, so you can find a time that fits best for your schedule. And they're just a small group of like six to ten people, and they're such a blessing. Anybody can join them from any time zone, anywhere in the world, online. People have been growing and learning and developing. Every day I'm seeing some incredible miracles taking place in the lives of people. And I want you to come meet my family in Christ. I would love this. So friends, I look forward to seeing you. And if you like this video, if this testimony inspired you or encouraged you, who do you know that may be encouraged by it as well? Let them know. Can you share this video? Can you subscribe for more videos like this? Or uh, like this video, comment below. What, what is it that you resonated with the most? I'd love to hear how we can relate. And um, remember, friends, that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called.